1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the No Ratings Podcast. We have another debut because we're always creating opportunities. This is the job centre out here. Uh, not that Yanni <laughs> needs one because he's been traveling the world. Uh, yani, welcome to the pod, Grizz and Sakib. I didn't tell you this, Yanni, but I'm going to tell you now. Sure. Every time a new person hops on the pod, they have to give us a fun fact about themselves before we get into anything else. If your fun nice. fact is garbage, then there's no forfeit. What's your fun fact? <laughs> um, flipping. Uh, what now? Um, my
0: family are from the town 10 minutes away from Zidane and Benzema Uh, and secondly, see wow. these trousers, yeah? <laughs> see these
1: trousers? Tiger Woods wore them once. What? <laughs> yeah, that is some great facts. Um, uh, uh, just very quickly, we don't want to talk too much about the trousers, but what tell me about the wife? Why, why, why are you, try, you and Tiger Woods sharing trousers? You're like five foot six, he's like six foot four. I'm definitely 5'11". Anyway,
0: um <laughs> he, he uh, did a little thing at Wembley. I worked at Wembley four years. Uh Big Dog came into the office and said, like, Tiger Woods is just done with these Nike trousers. Like, does anybody want them? Everyone else was, like, 30. I was, like, 20. I was like, yeah, I can pull them off. No one else can. I'll take them. Cheers.
1: Bye. Crazy. Crazy and concise. Down.
2: Uh, hands down. Winner. Hands down winner in terms yeah. of fun facts. Hands down. Yeah. Like, the other fact, fun fact about Benzema and... Uh, so Dan is just as awesome. Wow! Come on, I've never, I've never seen you. Never seen you play ball, but I feel like you're quite good, aren't you? Um, uh everyone
0: thinks I'm a donkey here, yeah, but I made my Sunday League debut this Sunday just gone in the heavy rain. I came on in the 60th minute, got five man of the match nominations. We were down two one, end up winning four two. Boom!
1: All right, in I rats. can rate. I can rate. Everyone thinks I'm a donkey though. I don't like that part. I feel like we just, just discount that part because the rest of it really yeah, like yeah, talked yeah. you up quite a lot. Um, yeah. Sorry. All right. Cool. Oh, for those of you that are new yes. to the pod, make sure you uh, follow the pod across socials at No Pod, And there's very good reason to follow the pod because every single week we have an icebreaker which we throw to you guys. So at the end of the episode, we give you a question, we give it to you guys to talk about on socials, and then we bring it back on the next episode to talk about some of the answers and to talk about the general discussion. Last week's icebreaker was Start, Bench, Sell. Benzema, Kane, Lewandowski... Um, Grizz, I'll come to you first. Who would you start? Who would you bench? Who would you sell out of them three?
2: Right now or in their peak? Uh,
1: I think think we kind of said like right now ish. (laughs) Yeah, might as well do right now.
2: Right now, I'd sell
1: Benzema because he's injured. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, then not, that's not. what
2: I'm saying, innit? Like, I don't want to go up and shit.
1: Okay, but you, can count, the you can count.
2: Yeah, but Brodsky, you can count
0: right now as like end of last season, Benzema, surely. Oh, that was can. only three
2: months ago. I don't, don't, don't want to be caught out,
1: innit? You, like, no one's catching you up, Grace. We're Benzema, always now, the same. You watch blemish.
2: your back. Ops, bruv. There's ops out there, bruv. You don't know this game, innit? Like, it ops. But now nah. Benzema, Kane, Lewandowski. No one. Okay. Um. Wow. That's a hard one. I'm selling... That's tough. I'm selling... Kane. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm benching Lewandowski. And I'm starting Benzema. All
1: right. Um, our Algerian king, what are you saying? Oh, that was tough. Oh, so I think I'm going to sell Lewa.
0: And I love Lewa. <sighs> I will. I know. Uh. I'm going to bench Harry Kane and start Benzema. Oof, Harry Kane's getting no
3: start. Sack him. Mine is exactly the same. I'm sell- selling Lewandowski because he's the same age as Benzema. So I'm just selling him in max value. because i rather keep Benzema. <laughs> Benzema retires in two years. Kane starts. So Kane's on my bench.
1: <laughs> Different sort of strategy. Th- I just went player for player. You know, I'm going to go. I-, I think I'll go the same way. Ben- Benzema starting, Kane bench, Lewandowski sell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 that's me. That's me. Most people said that as well. Um, I think it's
0: pretty outrageous to sell Lewa, though. This profile of player with that amount of tech was outrageous to sell yeah.
2: any They're of them. Mad. Yeah. It's
1: mad. But how are you going to sell Kane? You can't sell Benzema, you just want the Ballon d'Or. So, yeah, that, sure. but if
3: you sold Kane, you'd make the most money to reinvest into your team, and then you still yeah. have Benzema and
0: Lewandowski up top.
3: See, you me can be actually being just South go buy two See, quality, me, quality me players.
2: Me being South We're Asian, I thought business first. Th- so I thought, we yeah, okay. so you What brand, numerical
0: brand, brand. value are we getting from this man? It's yeah. just all metaphorical, bruv. Brown dog's always trying to run business. It's Give it a rest. Uh, one time. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's big facts, though. It's big facts. Yeah. Um, yeah, this guy on Twitter, Hol- Holadzi, Holadlers. Terrible. Change that. Change that name. If you're not starting Kane, then your answer is change wrong. Name.
2: Did you just tell him to change his name? It's
1: just his act. It's, it's obviously not his name, man. It's obviously not his <laughs> What's wrong with you today? <laughs> um, Change sure. your name, lad. Change your name. I can't say it. <laughs> this guy, Joe Hart Lane. Obviously, it's not the real Joe Hart. Stark Kane, Bench Lewandowski, sell Benzema. Are oh, you dumb? Like, That's why he is named after Joe Hart. An awful goalkeeper, awful take. To be fair, he doesn't even follow us on Twitter, so we can say whatever we want about him. Um, waste man. Um, all right, moving swiftly on icebreaker out of the way. We'll do another icebreaker at the end of the episode, which we'll then share. And we'll talk about it on the next episode. It's time nice. to talk about managers because we haven't done that yet. And I'm not sure why. Um, Steven jar has been sacked by Aston Villa. Aston Villa have then gone and beat Brentford four nil. Leon Bailey said after the game, we feel fresh. We feel free. We feel new. Danny Ings is back on a score sheet. My boy. Great story about him at some point. Um, and it all just seemed to come into fruition. Grizz, talk to me about, firstly, about Steven Gerrard. Then we'll talk about new manager balance because I think new manager bounce is a farce. But, Grizz, Steven Gerrard.
2: Yeah, look, um, a sad ending, I guess. Um, very sad ending. It seems like it was, um, especially the way they, apparently they they told him while he was on the bus back after the game where they lost to, what was it, uh who did they lose to in the final? No, no, Fulham. Fulham. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it hurts me to say this because obviously an absolute legend as a player, footballing icon in terms of Liverpool for me personally, but as a coach, these questions were asked about him. Will he be able to sort of implement anything that he's learned from all the great coaches he's played under on, on, onto, onto the pitch? Obviously, he's done a brilliant job at Rangers, but a lot of people, again, skeptics will say most people can do a great job at Rangers. Uh, if you know when I say most people, not us four, uh, but you know most good, most good coaches can do a good job at Rangers. So yeah, look Villa. I, I just I just think their business was awful. I have to say he's been unlucky because a lot of his signings are injured and long term injuries as well. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, so there is that element. Could they have waited a bit more? I personally think they could have. Um, but in this day and age, you've got to make these calls very, very early before it is too late. I guess there's too much money, too much, you know, too much money at stake here. So yeah, sad ending. He's gonna. I don't think he's gonna struggle to get another job, but he's gonna have to do a lot now to rebuild his brand name, etc.
3: Mm-hmm. I think he needs to go for a year and study. I think he needs to go study the coach, some coaches in Spain, some coaches in Italy, maybe some man management courses. It feels like that's what's let him down here. The man management, players didn't look happy. And normally when this kind of response occurs, it's not because tactically much has changed. It's because the manager's just gone out there and said, look, mate, go and prove a point. The other manager didn't like you. Didn't, but, and they've gone out there and basically said F you to Gerard." That's what that performance is. It's not the caretaker coach has done anything remarkable. Um, but I do have question marks. I used to watch him and, you know, he would say, Coutinho and Bendia can't start together. Then he'd bench both of them. But mm-hmm. then when he's making a sub, he's bringing on both of them. So it's was like, if they can't play together, why are you bringing them both on at the same time? I mean, why are you not starting one? And the squad was imbalanced. Um, I don't like Ollie Watkins and Ings, but only in a one-striker system. How do you pick between that? I think Diago Carlos getting injured and then meaning he had to go back on his word and recall Ming's. I think you probably lost a lot of authority there. Maybe you made a call, you've dropped the captain, you've dropped. taken taking the, taking the captaincy off him, you might have got some respect. One injury in, and you're, you're going you're going back with your tail between your legs. In that gesture, you'll probably say, well, look at him. Look how quickly he brought Mings back. Um, a lot of Villa fans I saw wanted McGinn out. They said McGinn's not playing well. He stuck with McGinn. The Donka, I think he bought, benched him. So I think there was a lot of decisions fans didn't agree with, and that's normally a sign. I'm not saying fans know what they're doing, but if... As a fan base, if you're all agreed, something's not quite right there. You're you're probably not picking the right team, man. Mm. Does this damage his... I'm guessing there's not a single Liverpool fan out there now that would say him after Klopp, right? He has to go do something somewhere.
1: I I think... There'd 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 still be some, but yeah. The playing style was a big concern because I'm like... Whenever I watched Villa play, I was bored out of my head because I don't think they knew what they were doing. Um... And and that was partially because one week he played with two number 10s, the next week he played with two wingers, um, then they were lumping the ball up to Ings to win flick-ons, then they were like trying to win midfield battles, then Douglas Luiz fell out with him if you remember, then he needed mm. Douglas Luiz recently and he's not turned up and then he's played a blinder against Brentford, Leon Bailey he apparently fell out with, who's played a blinder, uh, he couldn't get Ings scoring goals score straight away I don't think a caretaker manager can take over and within three days you snap your fingers and it all falls like together because also Brentford are not an easy team to play against Um, I just think there's some bad vibes going on over there Um, I have just seen the odds and Pochettino is 5-1 to to become Villa manager
3: yeah and I just saw BBC Sport as well Unite Emery as well like
1: why? I I do not understand maybe it's a young I'm a young
2: why? Villa are not a big club
1: you saw Una Emery earlier, <laughs> being linked. No on yeah. the list or something. As in oh, I, I swear to God, I was like, wait, wait. You saw Una Emery earlier. Why is he not in Spain?
3: <laughs> those are um, managers that are linked to like Tottenham level club. I find it strange that Villa have such a pull. Like those so, doting.
0: Think, think, Do, think how much. Do, think how much Doe, Think how much dough Villa has spent, man. They they really mm. kind of see themselves trying to jump into that kind of bracket, at least into that seven spot. That's That mu- that amount of money spent, you're trying to go for that European football.
3: I, I think Poch is crazy to take that. I think he just needs to wait another six to nine months and a
2: better job will come up, surely. Surely mm, Poch will take that. He's, 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 he's set his heights on a far bigger job with all due respect to Villa. Poch ain't taking that. Watch the announcements no. in a couple of hours. So, so <laughs>
0: it's, it's so right interesting now. to see, though. I feel you, though. I feel you, though, Nervé. Like, how do you not get all those players playing? Like, Eddie Howard, get those boys playing? Oh,
3: yeah.
0: That oh, many names? Talk it, yeah. oh, talk I'm sure me. we are, you know? <laughs> so, it's just it's that thing, really. You're right. Steven Jard needs to get back in the film room. All right, maybe take a couple trips. Go to a couple training grounds. Say a couple olas, a couple bonjours. And a couple chows.
2: I think. St- I think. I think Saki made a very good point. I think it's the man management aspect that is concerning and worrying. I think Steven Gerrard's one of those coaches because he could do it all himself. He kind of just probably is demanding that of players. I love that, that theory, it and it's frustrating mm. him. And you can tell he's the type of guy that gets frustrated very quickly because. Me and the Bay been watching him, obviously, and the amount of tackles that he would go into after being frustrated that he's playing next to Salif Diao is insane. Do you know what I mean? He's that kind of guy like, why am I next to Salif Diao? And he smashed the opposition player for... And it's not his fault. It's Salif Diao's fault. Do you know what I mean? So, Hey, it wasn't even Salif
1: Diao's fault. It was yeah. it was Gerard anyway, Houllier's fault that Salif Diao right, was i about. Like, Al-Hajjouf,
2: you know, Al-Hajjouf. Like, why am I pinning cross-field balls to Al-Hajjouf to mess mad, up? mad, not it? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a
3: theory there. on me. Thierry Henry clip isn't it where he's yeah. just like oh, so started. frustrated and yeah, uh, that's probably
0: yeah, what everyone right. felt like that, yeah. that yeah. why so John funny. McGinn doing through <laughs> Thierry Henry's all like hey this is not football hey one, <laughs> one touch two touch why three four five, five? Oh,
1: this yeah. guy uh, <laughs> legendary clip. Uh, his jokes um, the new manager bounce thing I oh. feel like Yanni you're a guy who fully believes in new manager bounce am I right or am I right
0: it's an interesting assumption. Uh, I can get behind the idea that when a gaffer gets sacked, there's a bunch of players that have been out of favour for a while, that suddenly our players can perk up and go, "Hang on a minute, I've got something to play for here." Uh, so yeah, role ro- a guy that a guy that's good enough to start ends up being a role player under Gerard because he fell out with Gerard seven months ago. Gerard gone, suddenly he's gone. All right, time for me to perk up and earn some dough here. Can be, mm. somewhat.
3: Uh, listen, I'm a Watford fan, yeah, so I have the most unique insight oh into new God. manager Because <laughs> we have <laughs> every four weeks. season. <laughs> yeah. um, it doesn't work for longer than a game week. Longer than a single you, game long. week. It doesn't work oh. here either, because whoever's now been displaced is like, well, I just need to mess about for about three more weeks and there'll be another guy in for me to impress. So yeah, <laughs>
0: it is a trust me. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, you, you have a unique take. take. If there was such a thing as new manager bounce, Watford would be top of the Premier League, right? Yeah, big so facts. There is no such thing as a new yeah. manager bounce, but um, maybe for well, a game, I agree. In terms for of sure, yeah, I, I, I
0: yeah, agree. In terms first of players, first couple of weeks point. for sure, yeah, yeah, definitely, because yeah. all these guys are players. de facto. yeah,
1: the Gary O'Neill probably has a counter argument like because he's actually had the new manager bounce like. I I don't know if it's new manager bounce per se. I think it's more of what Yanni just said. Like, you've got players out of form, players out of touch, players who aren't really favourable, and then new gaffer comes in, lights a fire up the backside, and everyone gets going. But... Do you think partly of that is...
3: This is a wild theory, but if Scott Parker goes on TV and basically says you're all shit, don't you think, like, for the next six... If I'm Gary Under, all I'm saying is, go out there, prove Parker wrong. He said you're rubbish. He said you need new players. For five, six weeks, that theory would work on me anyway. I don't know if that had a part to play. Five
0: six weeks is a stretch, though. Like, yeah, a couple, of weeks. Yeah yeah, a couple like, of weeks. yeah, 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 yeah. What's Yeah, Sorry, Gary. Scotty yeah. P's had a howler, man. Ah, uh, you just called all the boys whack. <laughs> How he have did. you just
2: done that? He's,
0: he's not wrong,
1: but he's had he, a howler. Well, he technically is wrong. Well, he,
2: tra- well, he tried. he tried. Look, his his game plan or his tactics was either the owners going to back me with loads of players because I've called the. the the current players whack or sack me <laughs> and the <laughs> owner said alright oh, I'll choose this option you but know timing I mean? so, timing
0: is everything like you can call yeah. them all whack at like I don't know like four weeks before the, jan-
1: or the summer transfer <laughs> <Yeah. though>. like,
2: <laughs> I think he did then as well <laughs> 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 he was
1: happy. I've, I was well surprised you know because I thought Scotty Parker the way he dresses handsome mm. guy I thought like well behaved right. and then he just <laughs> Listen, the theory is there. Good-looking guys, you know. I thought it'd be a nice yeah, guy. Tom Brown on every oh, week. God. He did twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, man. I I I like Scotty P. Um, another manager who's here. We go right. Let me let me let buckle up, Spurs fans. Antonio Conte. I'm not going to say he's a fraud, but there are definitely <laughs> question marks over. Conte and what he's done at Spurs, like this is Mourinho's Conte. This is sorry, Mourinho Spurs. This is they're playing the most identical football, and because Conte pumps his chest and he's he he plays a, a unique three at the back. All these Twitter tacticos, including fellas that come on this podcast, are going, you can see so many sequence, so many transition. And then whenever they come up against anyone half decent, you can't see anything. Which is happening against United, where they were torn to shreds. Happening against Newcastle, and we are going to talk about Eddie Howe. And it's happening against Chelsea, where they got away with it. It happened against West Ham, where they got away with it. Anytime they come up against anyone decent, Antonio Conte just goes... Harry, Son, do something. And when they don't do yeah. something, they just fall to pieces. He he is looking
3: increasingly, increasingly frustrated. I do foresee like a February, March meltdown coming. He just storms out. I really hope it does. I don't have any, I support, like I said, I, I don't have any ill feeling towards Tottenham. But I would just love for that to go badly. Because
1: I just don't feel he's been backed enough, firstly. Oh, no, he... he's definitely been backed. He's definitely been backed. Oh, I mean, how much on, more man. do you want
2: him to be back? How much more? But a club like Spurs, in terms of they've just finished their stadium or whatever, not just, but you know what I mean. How much more does he want? He's to still having to
3: start Eric Dyer, and then you've given him Jed Spence and what's he got? Emerson Royale, Matt Doherty. Like,
1: well, he's, okay, pause. Yanni, yeah, I'm gonna let you go. Pause. Richarlison, fifty million. Christian Romero, forty-five million. Basuma, twenty-six million. Destiny Udogi, Udogi, sixteen million. Jed Spence, thirteen million. Perisic on a free. Fraser Foster on a free. Clément Longley on a loan. Got rid of the bad eggs in Ndombélé, Celso. What more? Like, what more does this brother need before you? Start How many running? of those has he commissioned, though? Well, he's definitely commissioned Perisic. Definitely commissioned the Syria Yeah, innit? it. Come on. The only I think Romero has been successful. Yeah, okay, then there's Paris. Probably the Could only he he one... successful? The only one that I think he definitely hasn't had a big say or a big influence in is Jed Spence, which you've seen because he doesn't want to play him. But he's 13 million and he's coming from Middlesbrough. It wasn't like it was a big time player. Uh, Yanni, you're about to go, so please, I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, firstly, Jed Spence, funny. Thought he was the big man.
0: Uh, told Neil Warnock <laughs> that he's made it by getting promoted to the Premier League. But it turns out, <laughs> that when you're just one of them stinky attitude dons, which I get, bro. Sometimes I can have a bad attitude. Do you know what I mean? Algerian ones, but obviously just not going to make it. Jed Spence, ostracized. Um, <laughs> he has been backed. He has been backed, but I just look at that Tottenham starting 11, and it just ain't up to scratches it. Like old Perisic out there, Doherty out there on the right, Emerson Royale is his replacement. Benton Core doesn't really do it for me. And so it's just all a little bit dead. They just haven't got the I, juice I, like that. I, Trying to compete in a league where Arsenal are playing this dominant and Man City are, are doing this and that and Liverpool you know, are, are such a good team and yet they're eight flat. I, This Tottenham team actually just categorically hasn't got the players. Even though they've spent a lot of money. Spending a load of money doesn't actually mean that you've brought in a load of good players. They've actually just spent a lot of money on a bit of medi- uh, mediocrity.
3: And even so Basumi came out and said he's like so far behind tactically as well. I think he threw him under the bus.
2: Nice. So I, 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 look, I think I think eventually he will get it right at Spurs. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Conte, not a huge fan, but stylistically it is what it is. There's no shine away from it. He's not here to look pretty. He's not here to develop your team for the future, lay any kind of foundations for the future. He's here for the now. I think Spurs in such a desperate, dire dis- situation, pardon the pun, um, that they had to get a culture and a manager that had to win right now, get a trophy on board. Like he's not. Get, they Spurs need don't get... win trophies. So even they, if it's yeah, a league, Cup, one. it's the FA Cup? Yeah, they need one, and I think Sign. they've just chosen probably the best man to get a trophy for now. He's not a progressive coach. He just isn't. He's... But he's also not being that difficult to beat right now, though, is he? You can't. Like... No, at the moment he's not. You're right, but that's because I think he has tried to create a progressive style, but now he's gone back to the normal game. You're right. You know, in look, he brought in Richardson to be that extra attacker that they needed in case one of the front threes. Unfit like Kulusevski has been, he's injured. So I still think he's going to finish in the top four, but I don't think he's going to change his style or his way. And I also think he's one of the hardest managers to to control. Like the chairman, any chairman working with Conte, I don't know how you're supposed to do with someone like that. It's like dealing yeah, he'll walk out uh,
3: any given time. as well. yeah, It yeah,
2: yeah.
0: it really is on the cards. And yeah, yeah, this is a man. This is a if. If you don't run for me, I will kill you. Slash, uh, we must suffer. Yeah. Type guy every day in training. Oh, that's, wow, that's a bit long. You can't time, work like, with a man like that. It's put you on gonna... edge
2: all the time. Yeah, you can't yeah, work with like yeah, that. Yeah. If you own something and you've got an employee, like do you know what I mean? I hired uh, uh, some Algerian brothers one time as well. I felt the same. You know what I mean? I, I was like, <laughs> I was on edge with his brothers, man. I was like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? I'm gonna get dealt with if I don't you know what
1: I mean just down to there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, you know really know really? Is, the crazy thing is Chris you hired them and you were feeling that way <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how David Levy. Levy's feeling yeah. same with
2: Levy he hired yeah. Conte because yeah yeah but now he's thinking well, I'm stuck bro I got, yeah. I got I suck him one day I reckon Mourinho was the lesser of the two evils <laughs>
3: Mourinho was definitely the lesser of the two evils man Mate, very, much like,
0: so, you know? very much so you um, know very much so do you know what fans get oh god fans get bored uh, and Turned so quickly on negative football that Jose and Conte play. You know, if it's winning, if it's winning, it's cool. But as soon as you but lose was... 2-1 to Newcastle, a couple of Tony outs. Um, how do Spurs not have a jogador in the middle of the pitch? Not a so
1: single they, one. They, this is uh, this is his like debate as well that like he didn't get to sign anyone, but he did sign Bentancur on a permanent this season. Um, they also signed the Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think he's actually signed the pl- the right profile of players in-, in the team that he wants to build. So that's an excuse. I think excuse. he has, Nubed. No, no, but... He's, he's do you know, I,
2: I, I don't think he has, bro. Who's gone? Really, 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 really. Who's,
1: like? who?
3: yeah, like who's taking the ball off Hojbic? You've got your dog. That's Conte. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I think Hoyberg's has great as well, by the way. But Ooh, then who's taking exactly. the ball off him? Harry Kane. If Harry him. Kane doesn't come to get it,
0: nothing yeah, no happens. It. There you go. I'm sure Conte would like one. He, he just couldn't get one. Who's
2: he... Who's he had at his previous clubs in that system?
0: Who did he have at Inter? Did he have at Chelsea,
1: Fabregas, Fabregas,
2: Fabregas was not his signing. Fabregas was already there,
1: I believe. Yeah, but he oh, yeah. he he molded him into that role of player that he needed. I at- hear that.
2: Yeah, but he's he's, he's molding. Um, what's that brother that played yesterday? He molded
1: that. Um, of skip, skip, no man, oh, skip. He's
2: molding <laughs> skip in <isn't> it. <laughs>
1: yes, a, and so there's is, the point. It, this is the issue, right? Like, Mourinho hasn't had as good a recent history. So, like, people are like, he's garbage. Conte's Correct. had a good recent or nice recent history. And people are like, he's the GOAT. And I'm like, people putting Conte on the same level as Pep and Klopp in this league. And I completely disagree. Because um, Conte, just like Pep, needs the exact right tools for things to work. And yes, he did have that season with Chelsea. But then what happened after that? I, I'm going longevity wise, the guy's not the guy. He's going to get you a league title potentially in a season. Maybe. Uh, and
0: last point, surely, on Tony. Uh, Champions League record. Whiffy. Stinks. Hell.
1: hell around the Stinks. 16s. Loads of it. And, uh, sorry, carry on. No, I was going to say that Tottenham are so unlucky that this year they've got an easy group because Conte's actually trying to lose games in the Champions League and they can't because the teams are that bad.
3: Facts. And I would say it's time to uh, time to say goodbye, Hugo. You had a nice run.
1: Ooh.
3: Oh, yeah, shot stopper and that's you lost everything else now. Reflexes, great. Oh. Mate, I feel like every other week, and I don't watch 90 minutes of Tottenham, but every other week he's done something, flapped out a corner, miskicked something. Time to go, man. He's probably costing his team five, six points a year.
1: I, I said it was time to go a while ago. Um... Mm-hmm. Before we get to the positives of Eddie Howe, just very quickly, I have a little theory at the moment. So Jesse Marsh's leads, I think in six games without a win or six losses straight, they play Liverpool this coming weekend. Uh, He's linked to getting sacked. He's odds on right now. Wolves currently have a caretaker manager in place. Um, Bournemouth also have a caretaker manager in place and Gary O'Neill, that's working to some extent. Villa have a caretaker manager in place. If Jesse Marsh goes, that will be four teams in this league that have caretaker managers. It will be the fifth manager sacked and we're not even in November yet. I feel like managing a Premier League team right now is a suicide mission because nice. you lose Roughly. four games. Yeah, it's like that. For example, David Moyes has managed to stick in the West Ham job, but was it last season where fans were starting to go, "Oh, we're oh oh, this is not oh because you had such a good start to the season."
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, I Cheers. would say absolutely. And I would season. say having. Being a fan that's relegated three times from the Premier League, we know when we're like terribly bad. Norwich and Watford were terribly bad, and we aren't spending 30 million, 40 million on signings. I think the reason why owners are so scared this year, because like, Wolves could feasibly go down. It's not crazy to think. And you the assets you're then looking at in the Championship: Pedro Neto, Guedes, Neves, or Leeds, 30 million Adams, um, Jack Harris. Like these are good, good teams now. Someone good has to go down because Bournemouth aren't terrible, because Newcastle are no longer in that bag. Like, there's less, there's not an obvious relegation candidate, actually. I would challenge you to name, I would, I
1: thought it was Bournemouth. I thought it was Bournemouth and Fulham, you know, and Fulham. Yeah, so. Fulham
3: is seventh, so I think that's why owners are now panicking, because actually, there's two I spots think, there
2: that... I think, there's, I think there's a very key aspect of why people are pulling the plug early, and that's the World Cup. Because of, mm. of, of the gap in the World Cup, people know that if they can get a manager who can have time to spend with the team on the coaching pitch or majority of the team, obviously a couple may have going to the World Cup, but those four or five weeks are integral. You don't normally get that in a normal season. That's why people are like Chairman are making decisions based on there's a pre-season in, in the middle of a season kind of thing that a coach can sort of settle in. I think that's key. Mm. And also there's so many coaches out of work right now. So the options are there.
3: It's changing a lot as well, I feel like. Southampton last week, I was like, oh, they're done. And then they come back and they, everything looks all right there. Look at
0: Brendan Rodgers, wow. Yeah. It, is, it is fascinating, fascinating watching the, the ups and downs of seasons and how three, yeah. three games changes everything for everyone, end of the world mm. one week and it's not next week. It's honestly brilliant. <laughs> it's beautiful.
1: One guy who's nowhere near the end of the world, Eddie Howe what has this guy done at Newcastle that he loves you know, it, like, he, but what is he? what has he actually done like not not in the sense of like what's he done bruv what's he done I mean like what has he actually switched he done. that has turned this team into like a currently a top four team he and signed Bruno what one? He signed one of the best midfielders we've seen for a while but one man can't save a sinking ship, bro. He's playing Dan Byrne at centre back. No disrespect, Dan Byrne. Uh he's got Kieran Trippi at right back. No disrespect. I think he's decent. None of those none of
2: those are impressive as what he's done to the existing players. And that's for me is a sign of an elite great coach. So everything that you guys have mentioned, full respect, and I get that Bruno Guimaraes. we know, you know, Dan Burns, you know, all the other signings that he's made. But what he's done to Joe Linton and Almiron, for me shows you this levels, this guy's levels of coaching ability. My God, Joe Linton has the proverbial slap me in the face. Like, I, I didn't think this guy would have a Premier League career on the top, top level. He was like looking like, I don't know, the, the aforementioned Salif Diao a few minutes ago, right? But this guy now is, whoa, man, he can play like in a couple of positions. He's looking classy on the ball, intelligent. And Almiron, Almiron like was yogo was Aspas, right? Like he looks like him as well. Before Eddie Howe, he was Aspas. Now he's Prime Di Maria. <laughs> what is this guy doing? This guy is scoring goals of the season like every other week, and he's oh. and he's absolutely put put to shame. Grealish's statement and comments about him. Eddie Howe for me is is an elite coach. But then I I said the same in 2016. I like think I've got a tweet from 2016, I dug up earlier where I, I said think he Eddie makes you Howe, feel the future of English coaching. Yeah
1: here's my thing right when, when he was at Bournemouth sorry to interrupt when, when he was at Bournemouth he was Bournemouth were terrible they were soft they were actually a soft team and now suddenly like what you said I think is right he's got players feeling like they're 10 feet tall but if Eddie Howe says to me tomorrow you are 10 feet tall out of all the managers in the Premier League I'm looking at probably him and Gary O'Neill and saying "We are you talking about because <coughs> I don't feel like they've got that in them but Eddie Howe some, he has something in him What?
3: I would say, sorry, but like Joshua King. I don't know if you remember the season, he scored 16 yeah. goals. Never did anything close to that again. Ryan Fraser was like 13 assists. Late. I think he, his man management is exceptional. Um, I couldn't replicate, I couldn't tell you what is that he does tactically. And I think at I Bournemouth, what just let him down was poor, poor defenders. But attacking-wise, I think that's the reason Amron succeeding. in same Maximum when he gets back in. Callum Wilson scored goals from both clubs. I think attacking-wise, he just... Really, really liberates the players,
0: man. We've seen uh, we've seen clips and whatnot of uh, cut, like training sessions from Eddie Howe, and they just they just seem to be really quite in depth, really easy to like digest, and just like proper proper football. You know what I mean? Like good attacking mm. football with uh, with, you know what I mean? Good systems.
2: We, we're so we so underplay the the style of football as well. Like he's not only getting results, but he's sticking to his style, which is progressive fast mm. progressive football and he's getting all these players to to believe in it and it, it's wonderful man it's, it's amazing to see uh, Jacob and Murphy
3: was... Sean Longstaff like these are really dud players championship players I'd even say mm. so like if Newcastle like, they could be onto something really really good like he could be the clock to the Liverpool if they if he sits there for six years seven years I think they will
2: I think the owners have done it and smashed it in terms of the right man they, they took their time do you remember at the time we were thinking oh they're going to get a big name
1: in whatever mm. get big players in but they've, they've done Unai totally Emery yeah. <laughs> Unai Emery um, rejected him actually if you remember he said no to the job do you remember um, and then Eddie Howe came in I was doing that story on Sky um, nice thank you uh, Yanni <laughs> if Eddie Howe gets the call for the England job tomorrow do you reckon he takes it are you mad yeah. Newcastle are 10
0: times richer than City are you Are you mad so you know what kind <laughs> okay. of nonsense He's you can get up to them. with that kind of budget
2: hold on 10 times richer than England as well probably yeah, yeah <laughs> man
0: <laughs> No I'm man the, Eng- the England thing is mad absolutely not no way no 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 I if you'd asked me that before he took the Newcastle cool. job yeah man yeah although I'd love him as the England gaffer I think
1: hmm <laughs> mm. um. <laughs> Chris, what do you, let me just add a little caveat to that just for a second. Getting the England job is probably most British managers, English managers, like number one goal. And he's currently at like the peak of his powers. The squad is pretty good at England as well. Probably players he can work with because uh, one thing I will say about the Newcastle team is we haven't seen like a huge ego come to that club, which is probably helping him rationalize everything that's happening there. Um, England is probably quite similar in that way I don't actually think we've got too many players that have massive egos and are difficult to work with um, which is probably why Southgate does really well if Eddie Howe gets that call post-World Cup they go manage Newcastle to the end of the season spend though dough you want to spend which doesn't belong to you and everybody loves that they start having EMA all over again um, end of the season we want you at England or we want you before the next Euros or the next big competition would he be more tempted then?
2: I don't think so. I think he's a training ground coach that needs to players to be working with players on a daily basis, every other day basis. I personally think an international manager's job's more about motivation, having aura, someone like the Oak of Zidane. So, for example, Zidane taking over the French national team, I think would be more, you know, that's that, yeah, you, a coach taking over a national team that has them for one week here and there. I don't think it will suit a, a, a tactical type coach, if you know what I mean. I think it suits more, suits, uh, more of a, an aura, a manager who's got an aura about him. and a Vibes, isn't one. it? You're saying vibes. vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It down down the door. That's it. So someone like that. I mean, for England, I don't know who that guy would be right uh, now. talking about, you don't, like like ahead, don't know who
0: that guy is. You know who that guy uh, is and his name is Harry Rednap Harry Redknapp.
2: <laughs> we said it at the same time. We said it at the same time. Come That's on, really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Harry
3: Redknapp. Listen, I would. Went...
2: I, I agree, th- you know, Harry Redknapp is the guy, you know, he should have been. At some stage, uh, he should uh, have been. You got Sorry. robbed when Big Sam
3: came in, you got robbed. Yeah, it should he have been that. in there. Yeah.
1: Mm.
3: But, uh, listen, I, Newcastle, we'll hear it here first, Newcastle are winning the Good. league in the next five years. And Eddie Howe is going to be the man to do it and that's why he won't leave. Mm. He knows he can deliver an FA Cup, me. a league, mm. he's going to get the chance to manage some of the hottest young talents around. Mm. Why would you leave? Now, like you're going to be in history. Then go get the England job when you're
2: 50, 55. Mm. I, don't know, I, don't I, like a, I don't think that's a hot uh, take. I think
0: that's a oh, fair enough. I, I am interested to see what Newcastle's pull is is like over the next few years. Um, mm. Right now, they're obviously, they're signing guys like Dan Byrne and Trippier and City obviously went through that period, Roque Santa Cruz, Alano and then Man. So then I'm interested to see where that then goes from now. So who are going to be these top players that are going to go to Newcastle? We, we must already know a couple of them, if that makes sense. You see where I'm trying to go with this? You get me? You yeah. see how Aguero goes there, but Aguero was at Atletico Madrid at the time. I'd love to know who those guys are. And I thing, think ben as well,
3: it's so smart. Like, you say Dan Byrne, right? We almost laugh at the Dan Byrne thing, but you could have signed any regular centre-back, right? Regular center but he signed the one that's a Newcastle fan who's from Newcastle. You're going to get an extra 10, 15% out. You, you might laugh at that and think, yeah. like, Does it doesn't matter, but it it's, it's nah, smart. No, it it's
2: yeah. He no, understands the dynamics. Can't, can't he understands the dynamics yes. of a Premier League. Dynamics. The dynamics right.
1: of a Premier League. Passion. Premier, Premier, it's passion. Premier, it's yeah. Jack Wilkes' passion. Um, <laughs> Newcastle doing very, very well, man. I've just looked at their games against the big teams. 3-3 three, three against City. They lost two the to Liverpool narrowly. Could have could have actually got a win in that game. Uh, drew 0-0 against United. Beat Spurs on the road. They've done very well against Ooh, difficult Isaac teams. Isaac to come back as well. Yeah. and Oh, pretty well God, I love that guy, you know. <laughs> What a
0: player! I cannot believe he's that All tall though. and like that good running with the ball. It's just Wait, how, I, I don't know about. How tall is he?
1: He's 6'4 Is yeah, He's one nine. Yeah, one nine two. I thought he was like I thought he's like six 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 one. Yeah, that's crazy. He's a big dog. Yeah, one nine two. high wow. Yeah, that's big. Um, Pre World Cup, they play Aston Villa at home, Southampton away, and Chelsea at home. If they get to the World Cup in the top four, whoo! You never know. Sorry,
3: sorry. You just said I know I don't think this was on the agenda from looking at the document. But since we're talking managers, yeah, can I just
2: ask: Is Graham Potter just a bit boring? Is he like
1: he's boring at bit... Chelsea? He's boring at Chelsea because he hasn't. Not got... having
2: it. I find him intriguing. I think he's a. I think he's now Graham. Yeah, no. I'm Eddie Howe is Graham better
1: Potter.
3: than Graham Potter. Eddie Howe is better. Than... Graham Potter is just it's all nice not... but where's the end product? I want to see you dominate a game, not just pass it around it.
2: I don't know, He's an XG. I don't
0: know. I've watched. Dog. I've watched. To, 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 me, Brian teams HB. dominate. Oh,
2: sorry. yeah.
0: Go I've watched Graham Potter's Brian teams dominate. Like dominate. Thank you. Teams. Thank you. Like, I think he is intriguing. I just think this Chelsea squad itself has some issues. It's is mishmash. There's a lot of mishmash. Some, it has some Havertz-esque issues. Yeah, you know yeah. what Let I mean by that.
2: Let him settle down. Let him down. get his bunch of players. I'm. I hate Chelsea with that passion. People already know that who, who 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 have listened to my waffle on any platform. But I hate Chelsea with a passion, like mad passion, like <clears throat> that kind of passion. Chelsea, yeah. But this guy Potter, uh, he's gonna do great things, and I hate it. He, they couldn't have chosen a better man for me, as long as they stick with him. I think this. He's this a guy's real deal, yeah. Do... Yeah, he's the real deal. Real
0: deal. What well, you think? It's just a bit wishy washy. You're not feeling the the brand. I just angle? Want
2: to... I want to see like you know
1: three four games in a row. You three nil, four one. Like yeah, it just
3: feels yeah, like yeah, if yeah. it's not nil 0 it's one two. But yeah, I, I don't Maybe. think that's his
1: fault. I don't think that's his fault. I think like the squad at the moment, you've got a Bamang leading yeah. the line who's like having a this man? Yeah, just he's got. No he's trying to figure Who out what to do with Sterling, who's like not here nor there. I think he's just in a process where he's trying to get together, get this group of team together, and I think he's trying to find his players like Lalana, like the real technicians that are dog workers as well and they could put a tackle in. Because that, that Brighton team would get in the box 400 times in a game and they scored two goals. And then um, give it to Wellbent. Yeah, yeah. So if I think you know, he might have a bit of more final product than he's used to, but he actually doesn't have the engineering before it. I think when he gets the engineering before it, he'll be cooking. Um, Bring back Saul Niguez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a mad transfer. What happened there? Anyway. What a howl-off. Let's move on from managers when we come back from the break we are introducing a brand new feature to the pod and i don't think it exists on any other pod this is the only place you're going to find it we're going to nickname it matchups for the time being uh, we will see you after the break New segment on the pod, we've created matchups between players that have previously existed and now, but also current players as well, because recently there's been a debate about whether Hazard's a better player than Son, whether Ronaldo's better than Messi has been going on since forever. But I think it's even more interesting because there's debates from players in the past and players now, and it's difficult to figure out who's actually better, which is what we're going to do on this pod right here. So today's is... Attackers from the past against defenders of today. It's going to make sense how we do this. And it's also going to be a knockout system. So we've got five attackers and five defenders in a hat. I'll randomly draw them out and we'll debate to see who comes out on top. Last man standing or last men standing will win the battle. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Lovely. So the first attacker out of the hat is Fernando Torres. And the defender he's going to be up against.
3: Uh, sorry,
1: Nabeen, just to
3: call for clarification, all these players are in their prime at this point, yeah? Prime version yes. of them.
1: So cool. the prime version of these players. My kind of question, Saki. Well in, uh, you, well in <laughs> <laughs> The technicalities. Uh, defender is Ruben Diaz. Fernando Torres against Ruben Diaz. Yadier, I'll come to you first. Who do you immediately side towards? El
0: Nino, are you mad? Uh, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go Torres. I watched Torres uh, dominate some of the best centre backs we've seen in our time. I don't think it's full conclusion, mind, uh, but I'm gonna take Fernando
1: Torres. Grizz, I'm assuming Fernando Torres being a Liverpool fan.
2: I think you assumed very correctly. Yeah.
1: Okay, but can yeah. someone tell me why Ruben
0: Diaz would lock Fernando Torres up? Like Ruben Diaz is an athlete. To be fair, like
1: he's not some potato. So I I think despite my love of Fernando Torres and I adore Fernando Torres, Ruben wow. Diaz's profile of defender is one that he'd struggle more against than most because he dominate like your Vidic, he dominate like your Ricardo Cavaliu, he dominate like the slower defender, um or the slightly less athletic. Ruben Diaz is I won't say he's nowhere near as quick as Torres, but he's definitely more athletic than Vidic. He's also stronger. Um, in terms of, like, phys- physically. Vidic throws himself into challenges, for example, but Diaz can actually stand up against strikers and, and wrestle with them um, without giving fouls away uh, because of his genuine, like, stature. Yeah, Prime, just... Prime
3: Torres leaves Diaz on the floor, scrambling, chasing after him, man. Come on, Prime Torres. Diaz, we have not even seen him tested in real, real, real situations, really. Like, he's got so much of the ball and all you have to be wary of is counter-attacks.
0: Torres is... It is crazy to judge a, a defender in that kind of system. in, you know, in It is hard. I period. mean, it's I idiot, I disagree with right, Nibet.
2: But... I disagree. I think Vidic is very much in the same mode. Diaz is a very much a front foot aggressive tries to bully you type centre-back. I think Laporte is the ball-playing one. Stones is the ball-playing one. I but
1: think Diaz is Vittich that. Vidic was very much so like, if the ball's between two players and it's 70-30 in favour of the striker, he's cleaning everything. Whereas I think oh, is Diaz, Diaz, nah, Diaz is much more intelligent. I think he's quite disrespected in terms of like how smart he is. He definitely throws himself in the way of too many things, but he's naturally the more aggressive one when you've got someone like Laporte who's so pure in possession. Um, I also do back Torres. I'm just putting a case in there for Ruben Diaz because people are going to go I'm basically Yeah, I think you're
2: putting too much of a case because of the, the fact that you're the host. Yeah, I think you're and being pe- I'm scared,
1: I'm scared of uh, people coming after me, innit? Um exactly. All right, next in on the a, list. In a, foot <laughs> in, a foot... in a foot race, it would be mad. Oh, Torres is <laughs> oh, <bro, Torres. laughs> <Torres laughs> murder him in a foot race. Torres has foot murdered Rio Ferdinand in a foot race. Rio yeah. yeah. Ferdinand was yeah, electric. Mad, it's mad, it's mad. Um, so Torres qualifies. Diaz is immediately ruled out, so he cannot take anyone else on. Uh, attacker again... We've got Didier Drogba. Oh. And the, the defenders on this list, by the way, are currently Van Dijk, Rudiger, Varane and Thiago Silva. Bear that in mind. Um, defenders. There's got, only two that I can... We've got Go Ru- Rudiger, which I think is an interesting battle.
3: Ooh, that is that is good food for Rudiger because it's not getting in behind, is it? Know it who,
2: you know it. who's winning this? Whoever, whoever keeps their cool. Like, Rudiger will wind Drogba up. Was Drogba very cool? I think he was. He was pretty cool in terms of not getting wound up, but he could. Because mm-hmm. Rudiger will wind you up chronic.
3: I think Drogba gets Rudiger sent off. He just keeps pinning him back. He keeps pinning him but back. At one probably. point, Rudiger's just going to pull him down to the ground.
1: <sighs> Rudiger's There's really a pen. There's a pen. strong, man. There's a penalty. Rudiger's a penalty. really powerful. Really strong and really quick. but He's a cheat code of a defender. Like, on FIFA, this he's got a perfect hexagon. Tackle.
2: This is a great battle.
1: That's, That's funny.
0: funny. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Yanni. Um, how many times, how many times have we seen Rudiger come up against a striker that pins him like Drogba would pin
1: him? Harry Kane probably not. Not it's not like Drogba, mm. but they, there isn't many Drogba type strikers. Um, like well, what are you cow- saying, M- Yanni? What's
2: Yanni right, saying? What do you mean by
1: that? What does Yanni mean by uh, that? I target man strikers,
0: isn't it? I, I think Drogba would. I think Drogba will just eat him up.
2: I I think eventually, yes. I think eventually, yes. I think over a 90-minute game, it would be nip and tuck. They'd have a war, but eventually Drogba would get the last laugh.
1: For those at home that I think in someone's kicking the table exactly like I was, that's fireworks outside Yanni's window because he lives in a uh, a very multicultural area. Um, and it's Diwali at the time of recording. Uh, back to Drogba and uh, Rudiger. This is really hard, man. I think, I really think we're siding so much with nostalgia here on Drogba because I think like, Rudiger is actually like 1v1, probably top two in the world, aside from one of the other names on the list. But he's much more aggressive, much more front-footed. He loves a battle. He loves a scrap. I'm going to go Rudiger personally, which is going to be very unpopular, but I'm going Rudiger. I think
2: eventually with Drogba, I think you're, a, Intriguing battle, all of that, I get it. it is, but Drogba will keep his call cool and get and, and get back into Rudiger's head, which Rudiger doesn't like people getting back into his head. He only likes getting into people's head, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: uh Yanni? I'm gonna stick by Drogba. Although I am you know I'm happy to hear that, you know, Rudiger's top two an uh, and incredible athlete, uh and front footed defender, um I just Drogba's a beast, man. Drogba's a beast and I just feel Drogba would have faced defenders kind of like Rudiger that were getting after it, but Rudiger, I ain't ain't seen Rudiger face up against a guy like Drogba. There ain't many, to be fair. I was just trying to think if I saw Drogba cook Laurent Koscielny at any point, because I was trying to draw
3: comparisons apart. He definitely
1: cooked Laurent Koscielny, but Laurent Koscielny's not like Rudiger. Laurent Koscielny's like He's French first. But Rudiger's probably. quite unique
3: in general. I'm just trying to think mm. who's the who's the, can I think of Drogba cooking someone with a similar profile?
1: But did, I he just cook, think... did he ever cook Rio Ferdinand? Because I'd say Rio Ferdinand Rudiger is probably the most similar profile in terms of strength and pace. N- not the regression side, although I think Rio was aggressive. Did he ever cook Rio Ferdinand? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he did. That's not one that I remember very well. Um I uh, I'm going Drugba though. I just think that.
3: He's a more unique player with a more unique skill set, and I just think he would wear Rudiger down eventually. And I've seen Rudiger That's do some crazy, stupid stuff. So I agree with Grizz. I think he'll wear him down. He'll frustrate him. The elbows, the smart stuff. Um, Rudiger headbutts him. Rudiger sent off. Jobber wins.
0: I'm happy for everyone watching this or, or listening to this to uh, to check on the nostalgia bias because I'm. Uh, do you know? What I'm, yeah. I'm happy to it's have crazy. It. It's crazy. It's crazy. No,
2: sure, no, that was lip sure. and talk, but I think Sakeb, it's, yeah, Sakeb actually broke down what happened. Like, if it was played out, that's exactly what happened.
1: <laughs> All right, next one. we got Ruud van Nistelrooy. There's two more strikers on this list, David V and Luis Suarez. Uh, uh, Rafa Varane, the United battle. This one's ooh. Ooh. Prime Varane wins, but yeah, there's, Prime no, Varane. Yeah,
3: there's no
2: ooh. There's no ooh. Try in the bay. Don't try it, Nibet. Don't try it. Rude Van Nistrooy
1: is so yes. underrated, man. Oh, no, no huh? he's
2: not. No, he's not. He's not underrated. He's a fantastic, fantastic goal scorer. But
1: he's not pulling away from Prime Varane, I don't think. Prime <sighs> Varane. He's pulled away from every defender that's ever tried to mark him. Oh, no. And back in man, them no. days, defenders were better than Varane. In terms of like prime this-
2: Veran is prime Veran is a Rolls Royce, you know that that term that we used for so many centre backs. Prime, we're not we're not even seeing the prime Veran at Man United, far from, because of his injuries. Before his injuries, prime Veran had the ability and the talent and the potential to be one of the greatest centre backs of all time. Injuries have killed him, guys. We he's had some horrific injuries, and he's not half the player that he is now that he could have been. But I remember prime Veran, and there's there's not many people that. Can touch primary.
3: I, th- I think Van Nistelro probably nicks a goal as well, though, in the team containing Varane. I think he probably scores because he just scored. He scored in 10 consecutive games before Vardy broke the records. So I think he will nick a goal. Will he dominate him? Will Will you leave there saying Van Nistro ate Varane today? I don't know.
1: But I don't... V- Van Nistro was never the sort of striker to eat a defender. Pause. No, yeah. um, <laughs> Pause. Van Nistro is definitely just someone that is going to lurk in the background and win you the game 2 1. So then he probably wins the battle against Varane. Yeah, it's, it's, it is
0: Varane's job to stop him from doing that. Um, I, I haven't watched enough ninety minutes of um, prime Varane or prime Rui story. Realistically, I do like the idea of the prior profile of Varane in his prime without the injuries. Like obviously the nineteen-year-old wonder kid maturing, wins all those Champions Leagues at Madrid. I'm happy to
1: take Varane. I think Varane wins that battle as well. We've got Luis Suarez on this side. Oh, hope to God Luis Suarez doesn't come against. Varane.
2: Don't,
1: Nubeid. Have you done it? Oh, dear. Luis Are Suarez or Virgil van Dyke.
2: Oh,
0: oh, dearie me. <laughs> I am going to let just... you two talk
3: this one first. Yanni, I think we should just stay Did quiet. Let and us
1: answer this first. That, I was praying, like genuinely praying that it was Suarez against Thiago Silva. Um, so we have a slight problem here now ah <sighs> Grace, i want to know what you think i don't know what to think because you love suarez is... like like no man's business
2: you can't keep suarez quiet for a 90 minute game of football you just can't we're talking primes of every player here and and the fact that you mentioned Van Nistelrooy and Drogba they needed service this guy's one player or one of the few players that never needed service. He could do something himself without having the ball played to him, without having someone create something for him. He could just drop deep and nutmeg a couple and then just bang out of nowhere or do something crazy and wild. But then you've put him up against <laughs> prime specimen Virgil van Dyke. I, I don't know, man. I need someone else to help and, and say something. Yeah.
1: I don't think Suarez turns van Dyke inside out like he does to most defenders because I... Don't think Van Dijk gets caught in those situations. Suarez's best ability and asset is he drags you into areas you don't want to be into, being sorry, and then rips you a new one. But I don't think he falls for that against Suarez. Suarez gets him a few times, gets some megs here and there. You know how Suarez is, but I think Van Dijk is so physical. Um, oh, I don't know though, because Suarez did it to this- Rio. But don't
3: you think about those goals? Yeah? I'm remembering, I think it's the Norwich hat trick where he's like hit it on the cutting half volley before the centre backs even even near him. Like he was doing things that just take the other player out of the equation. It doesn't matter. He was just a genius at work. Like I don't think it would matter what VVD did because he's not going to even get near him in the first place. He's be shooting for 25 yards and scoring goals. I think
2: Suarez wins that, one. Cool. wins
1: that one. You're putting the best defender in the world in the recent times out of the battle. Um,
2: I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go with Virgil, you know. I'm gonna go with Virgil. Uh, yeah, I am. I am. I'm gonna go with Virgil. I, I think Virgil at his prime, at his best. I, I'm. I mean, I agree with Nubay. that you just don't, you just don't go past Virgil. You know.
3: Um, he scored goals against every team he played against, basically.
1: Luis Suarez, I think.
2: <laughs> he didn't, he didn't against us in the Champions League.
1: I yeah, I'm gonna go with Virgil. Yanni, you got the final say on this. Do you back three versus one?
0: No, I'm going Suarez. Cheers. I'm taking taking the baller uh, over the Aura, man.
2: Oh, Oh. shut up with the Aura, man.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, It's not an easy choice.
0: To the the eye test is honestly probably the best centre-back I've ever seen in my life. I like so easily. Like, when I watch... When I watch LeBron James in, like, 2013 to 17, I'm like, this is so obviously the best player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's exactly the same with VVD. But you put wow. Suarez first. <laughs> After that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, can, that can
1: speak to how good Suarez is, the little freak. <laughs> oh, um this is two v two, but I'm not. I'm not moving from Van Dyke. I'm sorry, I'm not. I, just, <laughs> I, just think, I don't think. Any- we need to add a caveat. What? What's
3: the caveat? Is this like Suarez with Messi and Neymar either side of him, giving Virgil other things to think about? Oh, or you just asking me if he a gets
2: caveats? Like,
3: what? I, with Trent on one side, so Virgil's got to worry about Neymar against Trent, and then he's just occupied for
1: one second oh. as far as
3: Nixon and scores
1: because in that game, <sighs> ooh. I mean, we have seen that though, right? When Barca did play Liverpool in the peak of Liverpool's powers and Van Dijk did keep him quiet. Um, yeah, well, was Neymar? That's was Neymar Messi there? Nah, Neymar. That's the reference, That's the was reference in, I used. Was Neymar there? Nah,
2: Neymar wasn't
1: there. No, no Neymar. It was Messi, Suarez, and.
2: Coutinho, Suarez. Coutinho. And Messi.
1: So we have evidence of Van Dyke up. Yeah, Suarez, I think Van, Van Dijk... did. That wasn't even Suarez at his peak, though. That's the other caveat. But with all the caveats in mind, I still think. Pete Van Dyke and Pete Suarez, I think Van Dyke keeps him quiet. Uh, here's
3: here's one I'm going to sway on this one. Just because, and this is your fault, Yanni. Vamos. Virgil Van Dyke, I could arguably say, is the greatest centre back I've seen in my lifetime. Suarez is probably fifth, sixth on the greatest strikers list, right? So I just have to go with the player that I would say is objectively greater in his position. So Van Dyke.
1: All right. That leaves us. I actually think this is a tasty battle, you know. Thiago Silva and David Villa. I think both are quite underrated.
0: They're both IQ dons, aren't they? Isn't
1: it?
2: See, for me, I don't. I I, I agree with the. Yeah, I agree with you. They're both underrated. For me, Thiago Silva is so underrated that I put him in one of the elite categories of the last decade. I think Thiago Silva is magnificent in all aspects: leadership, intelligence. He was quick. Obviously, you know, he's aged now. On the ball. Wow, this guy had everything, man. I just don't know why he stayed at PSG for so long. That's mad, isn't it? I'm
1: gutted he I'm didn't make gutted. a dent in the Champions League, you know. Um, I say this every time I get Grizz on. Grizz messages in the chat on the side saying I need to wrap up soon. Grizz is also the person who talks the most. Um, <laughs> uh, I do love David Villa a lot. I don't know if. Uh, actually, I don't know, you know. I think David Villa's proper underrated. And I. I'm I'm going Daverio. I think Daverio is actually like a bit of a joke of a footballer that we've kind of forgotten a little bit. Like um, that, that goatee stinks, but uh, and he needs to get rid of it. It wasn't even a goatee; it was just something below his chin. Uh, it was it was wrong. Um, I'm going Daverio. <sighs> he played in greater
2: teams.
3: You won't, let
2: the side down, you won't let the side down, Sakib. You won't let the side down. It makes it hard to judge. You're a real football man. I can tell you're a real
3: football man. <laughs> but the thing is, Thiago Silva is still top five Premier League centre-back at 36, 37, no, 37 maybe. Like, and I'm talking prime, we're talking prime Thiago Silva here. I don't think David Villa troubles him enough. Thiago Silva, man.
0: Yanni? I too am going Thiago Silva. I cannot fathom how quick that guy was. Also, and as much as I love David Villa, I think Thiago Silva's player profile, plus longevity over his career, meaning that he obviously was an exceptional baller back then. I'm going Thiago Silva.
3: Yeah, and we're talking David Villa's having Iniesta Busquets. In his peak days, Spain and and uh, Barcelona. he's had all the other things to think about. All the other players,
1: sorry, to help him. He was so good. Um, he was. All right. All right, fine, 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 fine. Um, We're left with two strikers, two defenders. So we will choose the best striker to take on each defender one by one, um, and see where we land. So we've got Drogba and Torres at their peak. Drogba or Torres? Drogba. Oh, so.
3: Drogba, whole... big game player. Please. Biggest moments. Drogba's biggest moments are bigger than Torres's. I'll give it. This is the thing. Drogba. This is the thing
0: about football: is that all we care about, yeah, is the big moments. So, if you've got a guy, yeah, like Benzema, who has literally just done it, Drogba always did it. It just counts
1: for a f- hell of a lot. I will fold. I, I'll concede Drogba, although I think Pete Torres was... Psh, but only did it for a couple of seasons. So, right. So, now Drogba has to take on the defenders. Um, Drogba or Thiago Silva? Ah, he's struggling with the. He's struggling with one of the defenders. All, all, all of us, our first thought
0: is, again, like... I wonder how many times he actually pinned defenders because our first thought is like Jogba's going to eat Thiago Silva mm. maybe uh, we think I, I, Jogba's I bigger think so. than he is you don't think so I
2: don't think so no I, I think Thiago See, Silva's is so good so mm. clever
3: my argument there is I don't think Thiago Silva gets sucked in like Rudiger and gets mm. sent off I think if anything Thiago Silva's now the wind up the roles have changed and now Jogba starts to get frustrated I think Thiago Silva's is just that bit too calm smart
1: and too smart mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want I, taking Thiago Silva Jens Oh, Drogba's not got a chance out here. Um, all right, let's let's quickly skip Thiago Silva, just in case Drogba has a battle against the other two. Drogba or Van Dyke? I want to take Van Dyke. Are we saying Van Dyke's clear? Is that four to zero?
3: Have you seen what Van Dyke just done to Haaland? I think he would have just done a similar ish job to Drogba. Van
1: oh, I'd love to watch Drogba versus Van Dijk. That would be a battle. He has, to, he has to bring that Virgil though.
3: That Virgil that stepped up against Man City, man.
1: Yeah, that version, that version, that was man to man, aggressive against Harlan. So, Drog- yeah. we're saying Van Dyke would eat Drogba. No,
2: not eat. Not eat, eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like words in my
2: mouth, like you know.
0: What I mean? Van Dyke don't eat anyone, man. He just kind of like. Mm, but he ate Snow's Harlan. Nice That's the thing. That
1: like... that game, he was different. He actually. I think was that aggressive. was personal.
2: I think it was personal. All the media hype and all the people doubting him and saying Haaland this that. That was personal. All With right. Drogba, he would just jokingly put him out of the game. All
1: right, Van Dyke is Man. king of the king of the castle. Uh, Maybe. That leaves so then that leaves Drogba against Varane or Drogba against Thiago Silva. Does Drogba beat any of them two, or are we saying Drogba don't beat either of them two? Drogba
3: is Varane. Drogba is Varane. If Varane ain't got the heart. If he ain't got the heart for that battle, he's gonna go down injured, holding his knee or ankle or something. <laughs> to get me off this pitch. Yeah, Drogba, but not prime Varane. Varane. Not yeah, not prime, prime Varane, Varane was tougher. But... He'd Ramos is what made Varane the monster. Like. Ramos would have taken that battle. He would have said, all right, Rafa, don't worry, I'll take it. Varane is not keeping up with Drogba.
1: Like, Gris, any thoughts on Drogba against Varane? Yeah, look, after I spoke about
2: Varane in such high-glowing terms, for me to go to Drogba would be shameless, but I think I may go with Drogba on this one. All
1: right. Drogba eats Varane. Drogba eats Tiago Silva? Whoa. Drogba, Tiago Silva, no. All right, so Tiago Silva handles Drogba. And it's a, Drogba's now out of the equation. That obviously means Torres is also out of the equation. Yes. All right. That leaves us with defenders winning. That means uh, Thiago Silva and Van Dyke reign supreme over Drogba, oh, wow. Torres, Ruvan That Nostaroy. would be the best back to... It'd be a joke. I, I'd say Premier League's wow. ever seen. I
3: don't even know about world, but that is incredible.
0: I do wonder Incre- ever so slightly... I really thought, on, it's gonna be, uh, uh, I really thought it was going to be a forward
1: bias here. Yeah, it started off that way. But then... Mm.
2: Nah, now nah, we've got real... Yeah, we got it will get
1: hella interesting when it's Van Dijk against R9, but we're going to save that for another episode because that mm-hmm. that will be tasty. I'd slightly disagree on Van Dijk and Thiago Silva being the best centre-back pair ever because I think you need one of them to be an aggressor and Thiago Silva isn't and Van Dijk is... I think Thiago Silva can turn it can on, turn though. That's my thing when he yes, wants yes, to. Yes, Saqib,
2: yes, What, Saqib. as an aggressor? In his,
1: as in, go on, like... Yes, okay?
2: yes in, his front, in his younger days, Absolutely. Absolutely, all right. It's just now he's become and he's shown his
1: skill set to become manage his
3: body well now as well. I think.
1: All right, well, happy days for me because defenders reign supreme. And if you know, then you know I love a defender because I was a right back once upon a time. Center back, center mid. Sorry, failed center mid, turned (laughs) into left sided center back at times. You know. Shut my old gaffer waste, man. Um, as always, we will leave you with an icebreaker for you guys to discuss on social media, which we'll then talk about at the top of the next episode. This week's icebreaker is, after the Cup, which international trophy holds more weight, the Euros or the Copa America? Ronaldo's won the Euros with Portugal and Messi has won the Copa America with Argentina. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, Yanni, Grizz, Sakib, thank you very much. For your time on a pod, uh, for you guys listening, I hope you enjoyed it. I've actually thoroughly enjoyed this. We've got a bonus coming out, which is um, Argentina heavy. We've already recorded it and it was absolutely incredible. So make sure you listen to that when that comes out in a couple of days' time as well. Uh, boys, enjoy your evening. Yanni, enjoy watching West Ham against uh, Bournemouth. I'm hoping the Italian gangster tears it up because in my FPL team. In- um, you know, YouTube, enjoy West Ham <laughs> Differentials. Yeah, let's go. Uh, you guys, we will see you on the next episode.